You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice. This is Episode 7, Moving Through Fear. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners who want to do what they love, using their unique gifts and talents integrated with this amazing modality to help others heal. My name is Jillian Faldmo. I'm a biofield tuning coach, mentor, instructor, and practitioner. I know the ins and outs of growing a practice from the technique itself, business marketing and planning, and holding amazing space for my clients. Together, we will incorporate tools for self-care, self-coaching, and self-discovery because when you thrive, you help others thrive. Join me in this journey to grow your thriving practice. See you inside the podcast. Hello. I hope you are having a great day today. I am um, having some emotional ups and downs today. Um, Overall, doing well. Here's the thing. My husband and I just signed a contract for a house that we're buying in Sisters, Oregon. And um, and as you know from, if you've ever bought a house, um, it, it there's a lot of emotional ups and downs that come, <laughs> come with that. So um, we visited Bend and the area around it in the second part of last year and absolutely fell in love with that area, especially Sisters. It's a small town just north of Bend and it actually reminds me a lot of Vermont. Um, I lived in Vermont for about seven years before I married Matt and we moved to San Diego. And um, I miss Vermont a lot and I hope to get back there someday. But Sisters is awesome. So we're leaving Saturday uh, to see the house. We haven't even seen it yet, if you can believe that. Just photos and videos. And um, we're doing the inspection on Tuesday and crossing our fingers that all things go smoothly. So it's a big leap. Um, it's a big change. And um, thankfully, when one of us is in that emotional down place, the other one's emotionally up. And so we're a good match in that way. We're just riding the waves and having our mini freakouts one at a time and then coming back to center, just taking things one step at a time. And so we feel really lucky and blessed that um, that we have each other and that we have this opportunity to purchase a house right now because I know there's a lot of people out there that are in a different situation. So anyway, um, to talk about uh, what we're going to be discussing today, we're talking about fear and we're talking about how to move through it. And I feel like this is such an important topic to cover because fear is not often something that is really openly talked about. And when we do talk about it, it's just a given that fear means stop. And I don't subscribe to that completely. And here's what I mean by that. Um, We actually have two types of fear, the way that I see it. One is rational fear, and the other is irrational fear. And the kind of fear I want to talk about moving through is the irrational fear. Now, we have a fight or flight response to fear that gets engaged when there's a a stimulus, something that's actually dangerous, like stepping off a cliff. 
And when your brain realizes that you're about to step off a cliff, there isn't time for the brain to process it. And your adrenaline pumps up to get you moving and get you the heck, the heck out of the way, out, away from the edge. Um, this kind of rational fear, it, it keeps us alive. It keeps us safe. So it, this, this wanting to get away, um, that fight, flight, or freeze is a beneficial response to that kind of rational fear. Where our response to fear becomes non-beneficial is when we're reacting to an irrational fear. So when you're thinking about public speaking and you get fearful, it is completely normal and it doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong. You're a human and you're wired for survival and that kind of response is something that we have evolved to do. Our brain is helping us protect ourselves. And one of the things that's really great about fear is it gets us moving quickly. It gets us out of danger. And that's a good thing unless it has to do with in a irrational fear, right? It, it, it's helpful until we're sitting in our living room thinking about the business that we're building and we have that same response over and over again. And that's when fear and creating fear in our minds, it doesn't serve us. And that's when stopping taking action doesn't serve us. That's when running away doesn't serve us. Okay, so what I mean by creating fear in our minds is that the thoughts that you're having, that you're choosing to think, are creating the fear that's stopping you from taking action. And we don't want to honor that kind of fear. We don't want to coddle it. We we want to understand it enough so that we can find its cause, which are simply thought patterns, and then change them. And we may not be able to, to change it immediately um, from a conscious place because it's, it's so deeply patterned into our subconscious. But we can develop the skill of feeling fear and taking action anyway. Fear serves us in many ways, right? It keeps us from jumping off cliffs, from driving 150 miles an hour on the freeway. Um, it keeps us from running out in traffic. It keeps us out of danger. Um, what I'm realizing is that it's not as necessary as it used to be. And, you know, and, and we don't, we don't really have as many experiences nowadays where our life is actually threatened. Okay, so while it's helpful to keep us from doing things that are going to harm us, um, oftentimes fear just pretends to be necessary. We're still programmed for it. So first, we just have to acknowledge that the fear is just, it's part of our lives. It's always going to be there. And most of the fear that we have, that we experience, it comes from thoughts in our mind. And most of it is irrational and illogical. So we're creating it in our own mind. And our body is responding to the self-created stimulus. And you know what? If we can create fear in our minds, we can also uncreate it in the moment. We can change it. But like I said, that can take time to deprogram. So another important thing to acknowledge is that you don't need to be fearless in order to take action. 
one of the reasons for this that, you know, you can feel fear and take action anyway, and we want to do that is because even though you're feeling fear, if you put yourself out there, your fears get proven wrong. You do the thing and you learn that you're not going to die or be physically harmed. And they actually do this with people who have severe phobias. It's called exposure therapy. They take someone who's severely afraid of something like snakes and they expose them to snakes until they begin to make a new association with the snakes. As, uh, and it's not so scary anymore. Okay, we can do the same thing with public speaking or whatever it is. And you know what's funny about public speaking? People are actually more afraid of public speaking than they are of actually dying. <laughs> and that's where that illogical crisscross happens. Um, because what is the worst thing that can happen? Maybe people laugh at you, but you're not actually in harm's way. Um, so sh sure, you might risk being embarrassed or humiliated, but I want you to acknowledge that the fear of being embarrassed or humility, hum humiliated is self-created. We create the fear by thinking we might be embarrassed or humiliated, and then we actually create the feelings of embarrassment or humiliation from our thoughts as well. Our thoughts create our feelings, right? Emotions don't just come out of nowhere um, in in each and every moment. There's things happening in our mind. There's, we're, we're getting a lot of input all at once. Was it like 60,000 thoughts at a time? And some of them we grab onto and some of them we let go. The ones that we grab onto are the ones that generate emotion for us. And so if we are feeling embarrassed, it's because we're thinking a thought that is leading us to feel embarrassed, such as, um, I don't know, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that, or I said that wrong, or I called her the wrong name, right? And, and while, you know, we have, we have our circumstances, um, we can make, we can make what we did mean anything, we can make what other people do mean anything. Um, I'd love to talk more about this with you if you're interested, but this is the model that I uh, relate to and that I teach. So let me get back on track. Um, so feeling fear and then taking action anyway is actually, it, it's a skill that you can develop. Being able to take action while you're still feeling fear gets you more towards your goals and your desires. And um, for myself, being able to really hone in and practice this skill has made me more successful because I put myself out there at the risk of embarrassment and humiliation. And actually my husband commented on this yesterday. I took a picture of myself uh, for Instagram and I asked him what he thought. And he said, uh, it's very deep. Um, I guess it was the look in my eyes or something. And I said, yeah, I know. I wanted to post more personal pictures because I do have a lot of graphics on my Instagram account. And I just said, well, we'll see what happens. And he said, you know, you're really good at that. Just doing something and seeing what happens without the mind drama. And I have to say, it's 
it's taken me practice to just post something and be okay with it, to create a video and put it out there, to do live group sessions. It's taken a lot of conscious attention to what I'm feeling in the moment and being willing to feel it, right? Most people, they don't want to feel it. They don't want to feel fear. And so they don't, they'll, they'll either resist it or avoid it or push it away. They let fear stop them in their tracks. And a lot of people have a fear of feeling fear. <laughs> and instead of feeling it, they'll, they'll eat or drink or work or whatever it may be. And, and those things are just a way of prolonging discomfort. You're, you're actually trading short-term discomfort for long-term discomfort. And doing that does not move you toward your goals. The other people, the other thing people do in order to avoid feeling fear is they hang out right in front of it. They stay in confusion, in indecision, in I don't know. And this oftentimes has to do with um, being afraid of making the wrong decisions. Um, I had a client the other day who was experiencing this and I asked her, what if there were no wrong decisions? What if each decision is a step forward, right? Staying in indecision and confusion just keeps you where you're at. And maybe where you're at is where you want to be, but I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you do want more for yourself and, and you want more out of life. Here's the thing. You can't avoid fear and get anywhere. You can't go around it, you can't go under it, you can't resist it, pretend it isn't there. You have to move through it. And we have to learn to live with it because it's part of us and it's part of all of us. And I want you to just think of even the most successful person that you know, who you respect and you admire, it's part of them too. They feel it just like you do, right? I know that there's some science out there and some, some case, case studies of people who have a smaller, uh, I think it's a smaller amygdala, and they actually, they feel fear a lot less. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those of us who have a normal-sized amygdala, <laughs> right? So, so we can't use fear as a reason to stop. We, we must learn to embrace it over and over and over again. And the more that we do that, you know, the more potential we're able to access. All of the good stuff is on the other side of fear. You get to see what you're capable of and you get to begin to create your life on purpose. So remember, if you can create fear in your mind, think of what else you can create. You can create abundance. You can create serenity. You can create determination and creativity. And all of those things are, um, you're able to access them so much easier if you're willing to feel fear and move through it. The more that you resist or avoid any emotion, the more you cut yourself off to every other emotion, okay? It's really important to remember. 
So fear, just like any emotion, it's no big deal. It's a vibration in your body. And actually, some people like to experience fear on purpose. They go on roller coasters, watch scary movies. They jump out of bushes. Some people skydive. That will, uh, I, I swear that I will never skydive, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but just, just think about that. Think about, well, think about a scary movie. You feel fear during the movie and you don't go run out of the theater screaming, right? You allow yourself to feel it. Maybe tell yourself it's not real. They're just actors. This is just pretend. And we can do the same thing in our brains. You can say to yourself, it's okay, brain. I know you're trying to protect me and I feel the fear in my body, but I'm safe. I'm not in harm's way. This is just fear pretending to be necessary. So before I go, I'd like to invite you to do an exercise. I want you to tune into your body right now. And I want you to um, think of something that scares you. Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe it's skydiving. <laughs> Maybe it's standing on a high, a high cliff. Um, maybe it's going out and introducing yourself to someone. What does it feel like in your body when you think of that? I want you to describe it to yourself. Where is it located in your body? And what kind of consistency does it have to it? Is it thick, sticky? Is it moving or stuck? Is it tight? What kind of consistency is there? And where is it? And does it have a temperature? Is it hot, cold? If it had a color, what color would it be? Just continue to describe it to yourself. Right, and notice if you're trying to get away from it. Stay with it, breathe through it, and just allow it to be there. And that's how you process fear. That's how you move through it, is you bring your conscious awareness, your conscious attention to the vibration in your body, and you stay present with it. Now, when we try to avoid or resist, it prolongs it, it builds charge. Right, but if we can sit there and process it and be with it and keep keep things moving, it moves through us and we get to the other side. If you want to, um, I'd like to invite you to post in the comments of this episode and tell me what fear feels like to you and what does it feel like to sit with it? I'm looking forward to see what you have to say. So here's to moving through fear and getting to your highest desires. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that exercise helped. Um, and I wish you the best, my friends. See you next time. If you would like to grow a thriving practice, I'm here as your coach. Check out my program at jillianfaldmo.com and schedule your free consultation today.